It's the tip of the spear in the epic battle to defend the United States of America. The National Security Hour exposes the wolves in sheep's clothing and their nefarious plots to undermine and destroy U.S. national security. Welcome to the National Security Hour and the America Out Loud talk radio network on iHeartRadio, where you will hear the voice of freedom, the out loud truth. You know, the out loud truth that the media, the mainstream media has been lying about for years now, that the Durham report just exposed the corrupt, complicit media. You know, that media that received multiple Pulitzer Awards, Polk Awards, to be part of a cover-up and a coup d'etat against a duly elected U.S. President, Donald Trump. The FBI did not have one iota of real data as they betrayed the U.S. Constitution and their oath to the U.S. Constitution. With me today, investigative journalist Alan Jones. Welcome, Alan. Thank you. Well, we have an awful lot happening right now. The Durham report is not a surprise. We have been reporting and exposing this since early 2017. And before that, we were exposing the Clinton Foundation then, Clinton Global Initiative, the monies. No one's ever answered a big question why the media hasn't gotten on the case of Gulf Tainer and the ports deals that were handed off particularly after the Dubai Portugal debacle, where they handed off our ports and the country rose up and then behind Gulf Tainer and the connections go straight to the Clinton Global Initiative. But most interesting was the $70 billion and promissory notes that were given to the Clinton Global Initiative as they handed off our ports to Gulf Tainer, where the brother and business partner was Saddam Hussein's nuclear mastermind And his brother was also under investigation by three congressional committees. Beyond that, they had just previously gone into a joint venture with Rostec Rosoboran Export, the Russians, to export the Trojan horse weapon system. It appears to be a standard intermodal cargo container, yet it launches nuclear, biological, chemical weapons. Dr. Jafar, Dia Jafar, Saddam Hussein's nuclear mastermind that was on the blacklist, the Pentagon's blacklist wanted for capture or kill, yet Gulf Tainer received a 35-year lease to the cargo container operations at Port Canaveral, where Air, Sea, and Space Command reside. Now, why is that important? Well, because Gulf Tainer is a mere thousand feet from our nuclear Trident submarine turning basin, beyond which, as I said, Dr. Jafar Dia Jafar was on the Pentagon's blacklist, wanted for capture or kill. Imagine giving a lease, a 35-year lease, to the cargo container operations that bring in cargo containers, particularly after they'd just gone in to a joint venture with Rostec Rosoboran Export, the exporter of the Club K. And once those cargo containers, which by the way, are checked by Hutchison Wampoa, also a partner, the Chinese, of the Jafars and their joint venture, Gamma Aviation, beyond which 
under the Obama administration, Joe Biden set the table for this deal, this treasonous, dangerous, nuclear dangerous, EMP, bioweapons dangerous deal by having the gatekeeper at CFIUS, Ayman Nabi Mir, whose father was one of the founders of ISNA, Islamic Society of North America, who was tagged in the Holy Land Foundation trials as a terrorist operation. So that was the gatekeeper to CFIUS Committee on Foreign Investments in the United States that pushed through the Gulf Tainer deal connected to Hillary Clinton, the Clinton Global Initiative, beyond which he, Eamon Nabi Mir, his father's partner, Eamon Nabi Fay, was found buying off our officials in D.C. and was and was put in prison. So Joe Biden set the table with Tiger Grants, was handing off our ports to the enemy, bringing them inside the wire with a weapon system that was beyond the imagination. People should understand when this took place, and since that time, the number one little toy in China, it's a little cargo container. It's the Club K. So we've been on to what the Clintons have been doing to this country since we started exposing Gulf Tainer and the, the leases that were handed off. And then at the same time that they did that, they also handed off and did not, did not have a CFIUS review of another deal. It was important. That deal was Uranium One. Why is that important? Because now, as we found in WikiLeaks, Robert Mueller delivered a sample of the uranium to Moscow. What in God's name was Robert Mueller delivering a sample to Moscow of our uranium? Because understand, in the Uranium One deal, they received about 20, maybe 22% of our uranium. That means if they make a nuclear weapon with our uranium, it will have our uranium signature. Dangerous? You bet. Treasonous? Absolutely. Robert Mueller knew about this. Now, why didn't anyone do anything about it just like everything else? Well, let's see. James Comey, I used to be a communist. I don't know what I am now. Well, beyond thinking he was an oligarch, he's a traitor now. Where are the special counsel that are looking into these deals. Now we know the media, the lying media that received Pulitzer Prize and Polk Awards to lie to the American people, the Smith-Munt media that used propaganda to lie and brainwash the, the American people. Did they stand up and tell the truth with this? No. When this took place, the next thing that they did immediately was they began to run this Russia collusion operation because keep in mind, this was an operation. There were a lot of people involved in this. So now we know that this Durham report, is it a surprise? Not at all. There has been so much corruption, so much dirt, so many crimes that it boggles the imagination. It also undermines the trust in our own country, our representatives, all of our institutions, most particularly the FBI. Also, is very interesting in Durham's investigation. Why did it take so long? Why wasn't he mentioning the CIA? Because after all, the, the you know, foremost police force in the country, the FBI, well, they had the right and should have investigated, but we also had John Brennan involved in this. And the CIA, which you didn't hear 
anything about the CIA from the Durham report, the CIA holds no charter to spy on Americans. The CIA holds no charter to spy on the American people, most particularly the president of the United States. So the Dems have done incalculable damage to this country. They've went, gone to destroy innocent people. They're destroying our country. They've destroyed our confidence in the FBI, the DOJ, all intel agencies. They've undermined our foreign relations. They've destroyed our global currency, the petrodollar. And also they're now round tripping our tax dollars in the billions through the Ukraine. Understand, we don't know where that money's going. So what took place in Afghanistan where Tony Blinken was involved with that, Tony Blinken, Anthony Blinken has long been a Biden aide. This goes to this uh, entire hoax and the Steele dossier. This was all a Hillary Clinton, Hillary Rodham Clinton, rotten Clinton. It was a concocted dirty trick to interfere in the 2016 election. Oh, but that wasn't enough. They had to then interfere in the 2020 election. And when those 51 intel experts came forward and said that that Hunter Biden's laptop was a crock, and we now know that it wasn't, they interfered in two elections. That's treason. That's sedition. Yet they're going after anyone that calls them out. Merrick Garland, where are you? Don't you want to enforce the rule of law as the attorney general? Or are you going to send more FBI people into a, a meeting for parents when they don't like trannies coming in and their daughter being sexually assaulted in a bathroom? Talk about inside out and upside down. And a lot of this goes right back to Hillary Clinton. The dossier was her concocted dirty trick to interfere in the election. This is showing you that the Clinton Foundation, we now know, Durham talks about the foreign monies that the Clinton Foundation was taking. Hillary Clinton, a dirty influence peddling group, the very same as the Biden family. Biden family, Inc. Dirty tricks. Why did they take Hunter, and where is the investigation on the billion plus that he took from China? And now we know Romania as well. In what world is any of this legal? Are they going to destroy every institution in this country? Are they going to bring nuclear weapons in to cover what they've done? Are they going to go into World War III in order to cover up their crimes? It is time for the American people to look at what has taken place. Christopher Steele was a washed up. He was disgraced. He was an MI6 agent. The dossier was a fake. They knew it was a fake. We were told Christopher Steele was an honorable man. No, he wasn't. Knock it off. We've known that Christopher Steele was a Marxist since the time he was in his university days. So the FBI paid hundreds of thousands for this false information from Steele and from Hillary's operative, Danchenko. Those are our tax dollars because, after all, the FBI has no money. We also reported that the Clinton campaign, they plan to link Trump to Russia. We now know that that whole thing was a, everyone knew it was a lie. Everyone except for the, the Smith-Munt media who was in on the cover-up 
you know, who just collected their Pulitzer Prizes and their Polk Awards is they spread lies. They are shameless. They are filthy liars, never to be trusted again, never to be trusted again. Alan Jones, I mean, it's so welcoming that Durham finally brings something out, but there's a whole lot more to this story. And, and the information that the Clinton campaign, they planned to link Trump to Russia. The CIA, John Brennan knew about this. They briefed President Obama, Vice President Biden, Attorney General Lynch, and FBI Director Comey. One really wonders what took place on that plane on the runway with Bill Clinton, don't they? But we now know that Lisa Page, the lawyer and lover of Strzok, they knew every bit of this. They worked a coup d'etat against a duly elected president, President Trump, and they dogged him every day in office. That is election interference at the very least. So Biden, Obama, Hillary Rodham Clinton, they remained silent for years, but they continue to press their lies against President Trump. And to this day, Hillary Rodham Clinton still contends that Trump stole the 2016 election. There's not, I don't think that there's more than 20 people that would support Hillary Clinton for dog catcher, much less the president of the United States. She has been well known as a prevaricator, a liar, since her days on the Watergate committee when she was caught lying. And her her boss, the senator that she worked for, said she is never to be in government again. She is untrustworthy. She's a liar. Well, we've watched that for how many years? But now we watch that she was involved in an attempted coup of this country with Comey and Mueller and McCabe and Strzok and countless other dirty, dirty, deceitful traitors. So we watched what Putin did as the Democrat Party attempted to destroy a duly elected president. They used him as a foil. How could Putin trust any of these people? These are the same people that are pushing us into Ukraine where they're hoping for World War III. One wonders, would they send us to World War III just to cover up their crimes? You bet they would. Alan, I'm so sorry that was a long introduction, but please give me your thoughts before we go into this break and we'll be back after that. Sure. So as you know, it took years for this Durham report to finally see the light of day. Now that it's here, it's very important to go through it word by word. We've been analyzing it for several days. Now, remember, this entire Russia hoax was not going to be possible without help from the media. Now, according to the New York Times profile of her, Maggie Haberman is a senior political correspondent who joined the New York Times in 2015 and was part of the team that won a Pulitzer Prize in 2018 for reporting on Donald Trump's advisors and their connections to Russia. Maggie Haberman, the most cited journalist in the Robert Mueller report. Now, don't expect the New York Times and Maggie Haberman and the rest of her team to be returning their Pulitzer Prizes anytime soon. I wouldn't hold your breath for that. No, and nothing has changed because right now the FBI and the DOJ have only become more rogue. 
you know, right now, as Mark Levin says, we are in a post-constitutional period. The rule of law has broken down. And all you have to do is look at what's taken place with J6. The D.C. swamp, they will not hold anyone accountable unless, of course, you're a pro-Trump or a J6 trespasser or, God forbid, a pro-life person. Uh, As Colonel Mike likes to say and just said recently, you know, six million people were killed under Hitler, but 68 million babies have been killed under abortion. So right now we are in a place where if we don't pull back and save this country, it is lost. So God forbid what's coming unless the American people throw the Dems out, clean house and take back this country because the Democrat party is a criminal enterprise and they continue to control our government. So after we come back from these messages from our sponsors, our wonderful sponsors who who helped to bring the truth, the out loud truth to the American people, we will be back after these messages. If you're like me, you'd like life to return to some kind of normal. You're burned out on all the fear-mongering, but deep down you try and minimize viral exposure and your risk of getting sick. You've heard it talked about time and again by respected medical professionals. Use a pulvinone iodine nasal solution. I don't need to tell you just how powerful a nasal cleansing formula with xylitol, pulvinone iodine, and vitamin D3 for immune support could be. In fact, my attorney told me not to tell you. Google it and find out for yourself. Now, get yourself a bottle of American-made Cofix RX nasal solution. Let's get out and live again. CofixRx.com. That's C-O-F-I-X-R-X.com. Use coupon code OUTLOUD and get 20% off. The pandemic may be over for some, but millions of Americans are needlessly suffering from the long-haul effects of toxic spike protein from COVID-19 and the vaccines. You've heard Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company discuss the harmful effects of spike protein in your body. And now they found the solution, the miracle enzyme natokinase. Their spike support formula contains natokinase, the most compelling and scientifically supported approach to safely clear spike protein out of the body. What's more, spike support is optimized with other all-natural, non-GMO ingredients, like dandelion root, to help prevent spike protein from binding to your cells. Everyone should take daily spike support so you can feel your best. America Out Loud listeners can go to outloudcare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. out loud beats to the pulse of our nation we know when you're angry you're troubled confused glad and thankful well we know you because we are you americaoutloud.com join us as we explore the most important issues of our time america out loud talk radio the liberty and justice for all Welcome back to the National Security Hour on the America Out Loud Talk Radio Network, where you will hear the voice of freedom, the out loud truth. So our listeners know America Out Loud Radio plays on iHeartRadio Network. You can also listen on our media player from any web browser anywhere in the world. 
We have the best in class apps available on Apple, Android, and Alexa, where we stream 24 7. And now you can also hear them on the podcast on those same apps. The National Security Hour, we broadcast Monday through Friday, 7 o'clock p.m. Eastern Time. You will hear intel and military experts. Uh, in fact, we just had a very interesting show, and I, I suggest that you um, listen in tomorrow to hear General Thomas McInerney, General Paul Vallely, and Ed Hugland as they relay the information that you will not hear elsewhere. So, Alan Jones, welcome back. Thank um, you. Thank you, Mary. Thank you. So, I'd like our listeners <clears throat> to um, to understand why uh, we go back to Gulf Tainer and why that matters. Can you pick it up from there? Yes, because it's really um, important to understand the sequential connections between the Gulf Tainer story and between the Russia collusion hoax, because we actually wrote a story about how the very next day after we published a story about Gulf Tainer in which we first presented the information connecting this UAE ports management company, Gulf Tainer, to Saddam Hussein's nuclear scientist, Dr. Jafar Dia Jafar, who was on the Pentagon's blacklist uh, to be captured or killed during Iraqi Freedom, Operation Iraqi Freedom. The very next day, uh, a reporter for for Yahoo News, Isakoff, he actually published a story in which he connected, yeah, he tried Michael to Isikoff. connect Trump. Michael Isakoff, thank you. Yeah, he tried to connect Donald Trump by way of Carter Page to the Darth Vader of Russia, uh, Igor Sechin. Now, we had presented information the previous day connecting Gulf Tainer to Igor Sechin. We had a picture of Hamidia Jafar, the uh, co-owner of Gulf Tainer sitting there in a chair right next to Igor Sechin. And uh, we connected the Russians closely to Gulf Tainer. The very next day, it appears that they scrambled and got out a story that was then used. Isakov's story connecting Sechin to Carter Page and to Trump. They then used that reportedly as part of the application for the FISA warrant to spy on Donald Trump's campaign. You can't so make this stuff up. No, that and that's a really important piece. So uh, Michael Isikoff goes in there and he tries to redirect people's attention to Carter Page with uh, Igor Sechin. Igor Sechin is known as the scariest man on earth, but he's also in business with the Jafars through another oil company, correct? Yes, he well, is. Well, we do have, yeah, we do have Sechin who was then head of Rosneft, which is a Russian state-owned oil company. They're kind of quasi-state-owned, but he's one of these oligarch KGB guys who got a top CEO position, and then he's de dealing with the Jafars, who are also in the oil business through Crescent Petroleum. So he's, he's redirecting your attention and pretending as though uh, Carter Page, that, that we now know, was completely fraudulent, right? Uh, seemingly. And uh, we did then find out Carter Page was interesting because 
it was two and a half years into the Russia collusion operation before Carter Page, as, as we say, let the brush fire burn across the United States um, through this operation. Uh, and not until he was on with Maria Bartiromo did he um, then tell that he was, in fact, a CIA asset, correct? Yeah, so for anyone that wants to read the story at theamericanreport.org, the date of publication was April 4th, 2022. The title of the article is Launching the Trump-Russia Collusion Conspiracy Theory, one day after Fanning Jones broke story that linked Gulf Tainer to Dr. Jafar and Igor Sechin, Michael Isakoff broke story linking Carter Page to Igor Sechin. So we open the story by saying, uh, in the course of any investigation, assembling a timeline and a fact pattern is critical. When timelines of crossfire hurricane, which of course that was the FBI operation to do this hoax investigation, it was run by Peter Strzok. So when you put the timeline of crossfire hurricane and the American reports exposure of Gulf Tainer and the Obama-Clinton Project Pelican operation, If you put those together, they intersect in September 2016 with a reporter named Michael Isakoff. Well, and that's important. So this was a later story, but the early stories, the perfect storm, which can be found at the Center for Security Policy and at the AmericanReport.org, we wrote multiple stories exposing uh, the Clinton Global Initiative and the $70 billion, again, that is $70 billion in promissory notes that Hillary Clinton. And we also show the pictures of Bill Clinton standing there with uh, members of the Jafar family. And this is important because, you know, you've just handed over uh, without going through the required CFIUS review our ports. So again, at where our air, sea and space command are and and then bypassing the the CFIUS, the required CFIUS review. And that was important because it was also in the aftermath of uh, the Dubai Portugal debacle. And we saw many of the same people that were involved there were involved in, in this deal. But all of this is what has been taking place in this country. And uh, what, what Durham is looking into is nothing short, this was truly a coup d'etat. The information that they brought forward was false. They knew it was false. They continued round-tripping that information. But some of the people that were involved in the very beginnings of this, and uh, Durham should have taken note of that. Now, who was, who was advising President Obama of this? And Joe Biden, who, by the way, had used the Tiger Grants, uh, set the table to hand off our ports via Tiger Grants. Monies were going also through the State Department, Hillary Clinton, and those OPIC funds uh, were going and they found in Pakistan, they were building hospitals for ISIS. And that was concerning. But what we saw with what Durham brought forward, um, and there was the beginnings of this that took place with David Korn, and it goes to Glenn Simpson, but there was a particular person that we found most interesting. And she was the one who had gone out and started um, bringing this narrative to the fore with Glenn Simpson working for him. And that was Nellie, Nellie Orr. And Nellie Orr was interesting because her husband was the one who brought the information to the FBI initially. And also 
um, the, the whole David Korn was then connected to James Baker, who had been the FBI general counsel. And then James Baker became the deputy general counsel at Twitter, where they were making sure that the truth was not getting out to the American people because they were censoring it. You had, uh, I believe it's 88 FBI that were working with James Baker and there were CIA as well. And so they had an operation to make sure that this information did not get to the American people. But we also had uh, the, the very people that were involved in this were John Brennan, who was working with Barack Obama and Joe Biden. That means that they are uh, in the forefront of running this coup d'etat on Donald Trump, duly elected president of the United States, destroying the rule of law, setting up this operation. And Nellie Orr is interesting. Tell our audience why, Alan. Well, Nellie Orr, first of all, is an academic whose area of expertise is Russian history, especially Soviet mm-hmm. history. We found all sorts of papers that she had written about the famine in the Soviet Union under Stalin and the role that the U.S. government played in coming in to rescue the Soviet government. So we know that she has an area of expertise with Russia, but then she ends up working in uh, with Fusion GPS and trying to cook up this false dossier, which then was pinned on Christopher Steele, and conveniently she has a husband, Bruce Orr, at the Justice Department, who is able to then pass off the information that she put together falsely to the FBI that they're then able to use to go after Donald Trump with this hoax crossfire hurricane operation. Yeah, so that appears to be the seeds of um, the beginnings of this Russia collusion narrative. Um, It's important for our our audience to understand that we wrote the piece on uh, the whistleblower tapes, how um, Brennan and Clapper had illegally wiretapped Trump a quote zillion times. That came from some tapes that uh, had been illicitly recorded and uh, people in conversation. And then somehow those whistleblower tapes, what we dubbed the whistleblower tapes, were dropped from federal judge G. Murray Snow's courtroom. And that's where we first learn about the hammer, the hammer. And so then we hear about this, you know, uh, super surveillance system, but it was built in 2003 and it was to be used for the purposes of um, keeping this country safe after 9-11, according to Dennis Montgomery. And it was being used for foreign surveillance. However, Brennan and Clapper and Obama illegally commandeered this system and they moved it to Fort Washington, Maryland. And so, so that has taken place by how many weeks into the Obama administration and he's working with Clapper and Brennan. It's important to understand that John Brennan, he had converted to Islam as a station chief when he was in Saudi Arabia. Also, when he went before Congress, and he started giving his testimony, he was sweating bullets. So here's a guy that that brought this information and was working with Barack Obama, is involved in this coup d'etat, which then goes to this entire Russia collusion narrative. Now you're also seeing these very same people. When have you ever seen, you know, the head of the CIA is now a, a 
sitting on CNN, MSNBC, the same thing with Clapper and Comey, all these people, you know, ODNI, CIA, FBI, DN, you know, DNI, all coming and helping to carry forward this narrative like they're the media. I mean, this is this is propaganda brainwashing, but they're carrying their message. And at the same time, they've got their guy who who was meeting with David Korn from the very beginning that he's running the censorship program at Twitter to make sure this information does not get out. Now, we had a paper that that was dropped with um, uh, Matt Taibbi and and Twitter drop eight on December 24th. And Alan explained why that matters in the context of what's taking place here. Sure. So we wrote a story in October 31st, I believe, of 2020. So this was just a few days before the 2020 election. And that was about Hammer and Scorecard. Yeah, that's that one. But then go back go back to the whistleblower tapes and why that's important in the timelines there. Sure. So out of the courtroom of federal judge G. Murray Snow, he's a U.S. district judge, somehow out of those uh, proceedings emerged audio recordings that we dubbed the whistleblower tapes. And on those, you can hear a discussion um, about a secret surveillance program known as the hammer that was originally designed to spy on U.S. adversaries and terrorists. But then, according to the information presented on those tapes, it was then commandeered by John Brennan and James Clapper and then used by the Obama administration to go after Obama's political enemies by spying on them and then using that information for blackmail and leverage to control Supreme Court justices, et cetera. Yeah, so what what was also important about that is Admiral Ace Lyons, four-star admiral, head of the Pacific Command, uh, brought that to General Thomas McInerney, three-star Air Force general, flew 440 uh, missions for this country, also head of Northern Command, also head of our nuclear weapons. And so they brought that to the airwaves. They read the story verbatim, verbatim. And what happened next was they, the Russia collusion investigation was launched the very next morning. This was on a Sunday night. On Monday morning, March 20th, the Russia collusion investigation was launched by James Comey before Congress. And we came to find out that a year later, when Michael Horowitz dropped text messages between Strzok and his lover, Paige, uh, they showed that the timeline is within that same Sunday night. They were texting and said best to say nothing. And they said that uh, and they're mentioning Montgomery and his attorney just so happens on that Sunday night, Strzok and Paige are mentioning Dennis Montgomery in their text messages just shortly after General Thomas McEnany comes off the air. And the next day, James Comey launches the Russia collusion investigation that very next morning. And who does he put in charge of it? Well, the guy who was texting about Dennis Montgomery with with uh, his lover, Paige, the night before on a Sunday night that said it's better to say nothing, say nothing. And so, so what we're looking now is the 
is the exposure of that. These, this was election interference. This was a coup d'etat. This was attempting to take down, think about this. When have you ever seen um, indictments coming against the president multiple times? Why is the Supreme Court not weighed in on this treason? Why have they not, um, now that they know that there was election interference, so not just hiding all this information with Russia collusion for four years, but then again, going into the next election with Hunter Biden receiving monies for um, large sums of money from, from China, but also now we know it was uh, many members of the Biden family and that they lied about the laptop, that, that these 51 Intel experts are on the front page of the papers saying that there is nothing to the Hunter Biden's laptop. That in itself is election interference. This was part of the Russia collusion operation. Now, just because uh, this has been exposed right now, nothing has been done about it. They subverted the rule of law. They, they were part of election interference. And as we come to the end of this segment, I ask the American people, what do you expect if there's no rule of law in this country? If a president, you know, two presidents, Biden and Obama, can get away with this kind of lawlessness, uh, I suggest that the American people get busy to take back their country. But I also suggest that uh, they pray. And I thank our, our sponsors who are, we'll hear from a brief message from them who, who support the out loud truth that you won't get from the lying, mainstream, complicit media. After these messages, we will be back. Maintaining a strong immune system has never been more critical. Nutrition company Healthy Cell created Immune Super Boost to help you strengthen your immunity. Unlike other supplements that don't work, Immune Super Boost is not a pill. It's a gel you swallow with ultra absorption of science-backed nutrients proven to support immunity, like vitamin C, D3, zinc, elderberry, and echinacea. Go to HealthyCell.com and use limited time code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Risk-free, love it, or your money back, guaranteed. HealthyCell.com, code out loud. Welcome back to the National Security Hour on the America Out Loud Talk Radio Network on iHeartRadio, where you will hear the voice of freedom, the out loud truth. Make sure you come back. Um, usually our podcasts are put up a day or two later. But come back and pass those to your friends. We need the American people to understand what's taking place. It is far beyond everything that has come out from the Durham investigation. That is the opening salvo. It is up to the American people now to bring this information uh, to one another. So start talking to your friends and neighbors. Uh, it's time to stand up for America. Because as Ronald Reagan said, if we lose freedom here, we will lose it everywhere. And we will go into that long, dark night, that long, dark night of communism, totalitarianism. Take a look at North Korea. Look at it from space. There are no lights. It's pitch black. Those people live in darkness. And it's not just the darkness of not having their lights on at night. Alan, uh, welcome back, Alan Jones, investigative journalist, the AmericanReport.org. And also the hammer is the key to the coup. Our book is available at Amazon. 
it's important that the American people know what has taken place. But bringing this back, Alan, um, help the American people see the picture of what's taken place. Sure. So we've actually realized that two major blockbuster stories that we have broken over a series of years at theamericanreport.org appear, according to the timeline, to have triggered this entire hoax Russia collusion operation, Crossfire Hurricane. So on September 22nd, 2016, the American Report broke the story of Gulf Tainer's connections to Saddam's nuclear scientist, Dr. Jafar Dia Jafar, and former KGB agents Vladimir Putin and Igor Sechin. Sechin was known as Russia's Darth Vader and the scariest person on Earth. The very next day, September 23rd, 2016, Yahoo News chief investigative correspondent Michael Isakoff reported in his now infamous Yahoo News story, U.S. intel officials probe ties between Trump advisor and Kremlin, the U.S. intelligence officials, are seeking to determine whether an American businessman, who of course was Carter Page, identified by Donald Trump as one of his foreign policy advisors, has opened up private communications with senior Russian officials. So that news article sort of set the stage for them to then take the Russia investigation to the next step. And that happened right after we published a story on March 17th, 2017, about the whistleblower tapes that exposed Dennis Montgomery and the Hammer surveillance operation. Two days later, on Sunday, March 19th, 2017, former U.S. Air Force Lieutenant General Thomas McInerney, a very decorated airman, uh, then took that to the airwaves along with Admiral Ace Lyons, who had been head of the Pacific Command for the U.S. Navy. They took that information to the airwaves. Well, we subsequently found out by looking at text messages that were released between Peter Strzok and his lover, Lisa Page, that they were paying a lot of attention to that because immediately after the broadcast, They were exchanging text messages, and one text message several hours after McInerney appeared on air actually mentioned Dennis Montgomery. And the text message says, best to say nothing and brief later if necessary. The very next day, Comey then in front of Congress announced that the FBI had launched an investigation into Trump's connections to the Kremlin. So you had the Gulf Tainer story and the hammer story triggering this Russia collusion investigation from what we can tell. And it all connects both to Barack Obama and to the Clintons because the Clintons were deeply involved with the Jafars, as Mary mentioned, with Majid Jafar, the nephew of Dr. Jafar, the nuclear scientist, meeting with Bill Clinton shortly before Project Pelican was announced, which was the port steel for Gulf Tainer getting a container cargo terminal at Port Canaveral, Florida. And so then we have on July 28th, 2016, Director Brennan, he's then meeting with President Obama in the White House and other personnel, including Joe Biden. And he's uh, bringing the supposed uh, information uh, to start going against Trump. Now, this was also what was interesting is we knew that, that Robert Mueller funded Dennis Montgomery when the hammer was expanded and moved to Fort Washington. And that was on um, 
so think about that and as far as the timeline. So when when that is moved to Fort Washington, so remember, in order to access the hammer, it had 17 echelons of safeguards and sign-offs, including for the President of the United States. So Brennan and Clapper moved the hammer to Fort Washington, and they put a VPN into the Obama White House. So as soon as within weeks of Barack Obama taking office, he illegally commandeers with Brennan and Clapper the spy uh, apparatus. Well, that became important because the CIA holds no charter to spy on the American people. Most particularly, the CIA holds no charter to spy on the president of the United States uh, like they were doing to uh President Trump. And now that has been confirmed that, yes, they were spying on President Trump. But beyond that, John Brennan then attempted to make a fusion center, a fusion center. So remember, they the CIA holds no charter. So they tried to create what they called a fusion center so they could take over and, and be working under the charter of the FBI. So that what they could pretend like what they were doing was not completely illegal and beyond the rule of law. And so th that fusion center piece, that's also at the AmericanReport.org. Uh, this shows their intent. They also, the fact that they tried to get cover shows that they knew what they were doing was illegal. Uh, you know, it's the fact that these crimes and, and that John Durham has laid out and showing who was involved in these. Um, Clapper, by the way, he also testified before Congress. He actually told the truth. There was no evidence. There was no Russia collusion evidence. Yet they, they continued this for the entire time, including uh, trying to take the president down. Uh, the the information uh they used this fake information they orchestrated this fake russia collusion in order to vilify and destroy donald trump the president of the united states the duly elected president of the united states and so this is now understood all this entire cabal who violated the the rule of law Thus far, there have been no consequences for this the, these activities. And so they were they had created a police state. That's what they were doing. Now they want your guns. Every country in the world, when you have a totalitarian actor take control, the first thing they want to do is to take your guns. Look what's happened to Australia when they gave their guns up. You know, right now we're in a cognitive war with a Manchurian president. Our country's being dismantled. All of our jobs, money, lithium, that's, that's going to China. China is now, um, this is the perestroika deception that's been in play for a long time. China is now working with Russia, China, Russia, Iran, India. This is pretty breathtaking, everything that's taken place, but none of it could have taken place had they not stolen the election and installed this Manchurian president. See it any differently, Alan?
No, you're absolutely right about everything you said. So there's some interesting information in Durham's report about John Brennan. Now, remember, John Brennan admitted that he had voted in the 1976 presidential election for Gus Hall, who was a Communist Party USA candidate, a staunch Stalinist. So I think it's fair to call John Brennan a communist from a young age. Now, this is a quote from from Durham's report that was just released. It's over 300 pages, this report. It's actually, let me get the total number of pages on that. That report is 316 pages long. And he states, according to his handwritten notes, CIA Director Brennan subsequently briefed President Obama and other senior national security officials on the intelligence, including, quote, alleged approval by Hillary Clinton on July 26, 2016, of a proposal from one of her foreign policy advisors to vilify Donald Trump by stirring up a scandal claiming interference by Russian security services, end of quote. So they already knew that we had been writing about the Clinton Foundation and Clinton's family connections to Gulf Tainer. Of course, if the American public got wind of the fact that the Clintons were working with the family of Saddam Hussein's nuclear weapons mastermind to put them into a U.S. seaport next to several Air Force bases and U.S. Navy nuclear submarines. That would be the kiss of death for Hillary's Obama, Hillary's election in 2016. So here we have Brennan briefing Obama that Hillary and her team have cooked up this plan to come up with a fake story that Donald Trump's working with the Kremlin. So Obama and you would have to assume probably his vice president, Joe Biden, knew about Hillary's plan, and it went forward. Well, so we've often asked, you know, part of the the ports deal, the Clinton Global Initiative, they had raised $70 billion, $70 billion in promissory notes. And we ask, what was she selling and what were they buying? Now, we know that there were 42 more of our ports that were at CFIUS, and um, we've never heard what happened. We don't know what has taken place. Uh, we, we do know that Hunter Biden then came in. And remember, energy is very important. Energy is what makes the world go round, and it makes your currency go work. And so Hunter Biden was then facilitating oil deals between China and Russia. That information has come forward. We put out pieces about this. Not only had um, Hunter Biden just had lunch with uh, Xi Jinping when he was vice president, that he immediately then flew to Moscow. Uh, Miranda Devine has also covered different aspects of that. But, you know, I suggest that people start thinking about what you're looking at. They said that Trump would start World War III. Well, Biden is doing that. They said that Trump would persecute his political enemies. No, Biden is doing that. They said that Trump would be the laughingstock of the world. Oh, no, Biden is doing that. They said that Trump wasn't mentally fit. Oh, really? Look at Biden. They said that Trump would ruin our retirements and send inflation through the roof. Biden is doing that. They said we wouldn't be able to afford gas and groceries under Trump. Really? Take a look. Biden is doing that. They lied. And now the American people are suffering for it. Our borders are open. We have people coming 
that are Al-Qaeda across our borders, they're not being stopped. This is all being funded not by the government because they don't have money unless they take it from the American people, just the way they're running what's taking place in Ukraine. So, uh, you know, when when CNN's Jake Tapper wants to come out and act like he's just, you know, this to a degree, oh my goodness, it exonerates Donald Trump. You're darn tootin' it does, and you've known all along, and we're not buying your two-bit uh, semi-apology. So the, the information is now out there. We know that the, the media was part, they collaborated, they were important to this collaboration of this, of this coup. Uh, the American people can never trust this media again. What they've also done is they've made it so that we don't know that, that we can trust in our institutions. You know, the, the fact that uh, the FBI engaged Danchenko as a paid uh, confidential informant and the fact that, you know, what is the Brookings Institution? What is their part that they're playing? How is it that James Baker also ended up going to the Brookings Institution? Uh, but I, I, Alan, I really think it's important um, sort of ground zero where this began and what we know about uh, those who were having those first meetings and Glenn Simpson and his connections to Hillary. This was an operation that was run by Hillary. How does Nellie Orr, what more and why isn't Nellie Orr being investigated? Why isn't, you know, Peter Strzok, he also comes forward and he predictably comes out and starts acting like none of the none of these facts have come forward and he's still in full on denial, still still uh, talking out of both sides of his mouth, spewing more lies. Where do you see this so going? Nellie Orr is a very interesting character, expert on Soviet history, reportedly also had a ham radio operator's license for amateur radio. And nice. amateur radio has been used for decades for transmitting information to foreign adversaries like the Soviet Union. Just saying, we don't know what she was doing. Well, you know, we also know that when um, Durham went after Michael Sussman uh, and what he had, he brought it before a DC. DC court. Did anyone ever think that a DC court would uh, convict anyone? So that's that's very convenient that you've got a court that you know, no matter what information comes to the fore, uh, that that's not going to be exposed. But Michael Sussman, the reason that they knew part of this is because who was he texting with? Well, that would be James Baker, the general counsel at the FBI. And again, James Baker, the deputy general counsel at Twitter, who was censoring everyone so that no information would get out in the run up to the election. And also, Alan, you started to tell about the piece that they censored that they dropped on uh, Matt Taibbi dropped Twitter drop eight on Christmas Eve. That information was was very important because what he was censoring was exposing what? Well, that was actually exposing Hammer and Scorecard right before the election. Right. Right. Uh, so exactly are... who is who is James Baker exactly? He's sort of we a ghost, as we reported at the American Report. Yeah, we we referred to him as a ghost because, boy, we can find just about anything. 
And, um, you know, we know who Brennan's family is. We know who um, Muller's and Barr and Victoria Newland and her husband, Robert Coggin at PNAC. And, uh, but it was interesting how difficult and how he, he's a ghost. He's a ghost. But he's certainly right in the middle of all of this, isn't he? From the yeah, very beginning. In the right place at the right time. Is that any coincidence? Well, our FBI used to say there are no coincidences. They sure did. Well, how about everyone in our government was involved in treason and a coup d'etat? And where's the Supreme Court? These are violations of our Constitution. Why hasn't the Supreme Court weighed in at this point? And, and Congress? This is, the, this is that moment in time that they had best stand up for this country. You know, there's an awful lot of noodles there that don't seem to have the uh, intestinal fortitude or any spine towards standing up and do the, doing the right thing. This is that last chance before we go into that long, dark night. So I, I truly pray that someone in Congress has the wherewithal to exert some leadership and not just kabuki theater leadership. We don't care. We, we can read through those who are putting on the big show. Well, Alan, thank you for joining us. I mean, the amount of work that we've done that exposes what has taken place in this country is important for the American people to understand it. And they're not going to get it from the mainstream media, are they? No. So as we come to a close, I want to remind our listeners that the very same government that said that 2020 was the most secure election in history, that Hunter Biden's laptop with emails documenting Chinese payments going to Joe Biden was Russian disinformation, and that the J6ers were, that was an insurrection. They're now trying to provoke World War III with Russia in order to cover up their crimes. But they've also been exposed that the FBI, the CIA, and a whole cabal of traitors have been exposed. So to our audience, thank you for joining us on the mission. The National Security Hour is the tip of the spear in the epic battle to defend the United States of America. Mm -hmm.